0: Real. Raw. Rad. Radiant. Welcome to Chic Conversations. She's Andrea. She's Linda. Get comfortable
1: and let's chat.
0: to mind is a Facebook reminder yesterday or the day before that reminded us of that horseback riding that we went to for fundraising. And I think that was 10 years ago. Oh my gosh. Yes. I was pregnant with Emmy. Yeah. And I had that blue dress, short, short dress, and you had the white dress. And I thought that was so beautiful. And it made me think about how fast time goes by. How is that 10 years already? Was that 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. That was 10 years ago because I was pregnant with Emmy. And it made me remember m- me approaching a total stranger about 14 years ago and say, Hey, do you want to come to my kid's birthday party? Oh my gosh.
1: I remember that stranger. So one of your kids is um, 14 now. Mm-hmm. No, I... Yeah. So I remember that. So 14 years ago, you know, we were at church Mm -hmm. and you were in, I think the nursery or something, and your kid was crawling and you were running around, you know, dropping him off. And then you looked at this other black girl.
0: (laughs) There were not so many of them in in this town at that time. So I saw a melanin chocolate, beautiful person. I said,
1: I had Kristen, and she was nine months old. No, she was like six months old. And you came, and then you said, Hi, I'm Andrea. I'm inviting you to my son's first birthday party at my house, and this is the invitation. And can I get your phone number? I would love for you to come. And I'm looking at you, and I'm like, "Um, Who does this? I don't even know your name. Who are you? I'm new to this town. I need to have a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, who are you? Who does who, who who says, can you come to my son's birthday party and bring a gift? Well, you didn't say bring a gift, but <laughs> I thought I had to bring a gift. <laughs> so um, that's how I met you 14 years ago. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And okay, so I did not come to... Noah's birthday party because I felt a little like, what? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So that's fun.
0: But I say all that to say, number one, how time flies and how quickly a stranger can become Mm friends because at first we were just, I saw what I would like to hang, who I would like to hang out with Mm -hmm. and it, it might not have worked out, but I didn't do that for everybody. I don't think I ever did that to anyone else. I don't remember that at all.
1: That. You know, I think it was the right season because I w- was in the same season that I needed a friend. I needed someone, you know, um, other than a husband and my sister. I needed a friend. And I, I remember that time. I was like, OK, it was it felt awkward. You inviting me to your son's birthday party. But it felt so appreciated. And I didn't respond. I didn't come to Noah's party. And I so prayed that I would see you again or meet you again. And then we could somehow grow the friendship. So that was something like, oh my gosh. And then we did. We met some other time after that. I don't even remember how. So how's homeschooling and quarantining and all that stuff, you know, going?
0: It's been challenging. But I realized that balance is key. For me. And the moment I'm choosing not to be this principal, teacher, mom, however other role we're playing as women in this season, it feels good to do it well, but also to have the goal in mind especially my first, my first grader humbles me out of all my kids, you know, I have four of them and I have two high schoolers and I have a fourth grader. And then I have that first grader that personality wise, she's not going to be told what to do. So that's a challenge. And I still want her to enjoy home, which is school, which is playground, which is everything at this point. So the only way I'm learning to do that is just to kind of relax my grip a little bit and let her knowing that this Quarantining in first grade in 2020 is a unique experience for her. So that's my biggest challenge. And I'm learning through that to just Mm -hmm. kind of help her while I don't lose my mind. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, Yeah. yeah. For me, I had to think about homeschooling and I thought about who I am not. In the first, as I was, you know, homeschooling, I'm like, okay, I do appreciate the teachers at this time. I appreciate sending my kids to school in a building with teachers and principals and I'm just dropping them off on time, checking on homework and picking them up. And, you know, so that whole part, I'm like, okay, it's been challenging. It's been, it's been great, but challenging and just appreciating teachers at this time. And then I got asked myself, okay, I am not a teacher. And that took me back to that. Who am I question that we've always, you know, asked ourselves when we really get to think deep, like, okay, who are you? And When I was defining myself as I am not a teacher, I was like, okay, that's not who I am. That's who I'm not. And I don't want to define myself as who I'm not. So asking that who am I question is a very defying question. And it's so hard to answer for most people. It took us a long time to really drill that question down and to really think deep on what we
0: are and who we are. I'm dying to see how you define yourself. Now in 2020, because I think the last time we did this together as friends was in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's good to revisit it. Maybe every birthday to say, who am I now? Let go of some of the expectations of the past. That's no longer serving us now.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: I think that's so key because the first time I remember we were quick to say, oh, I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a. And attaching our values to the people around us, standing strong in the foundation of who we are.
1: Right. Oh gosh, that is so key. You know, when uh, answering that who am I question, it's so key to find out who you truly are and not what you want to be that's so key to really define yourself as who you are when you look at yourself in the mirror when you're answering that question and then i had to really practice this a lot and then now in 2020 i answer that question i'm saying that i am evolving if you ask me today linda who are you I am evolving, I am growing, and I am becoming so much better. I'm not there yet, and it's growth daily. Every day I have to wake up and really ask myself, okay, who am I at this time? And how I wanna answer that question is how I see myself as. So I have to see myself in a positive point of view and not to turn back to negativity saying, I am not, I am not. Or every time you look at yourself in the mirror or you look at the floors, right? Most times I do. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I have this hair piece needs to be washed. (laughs) I am, I'm calling my hairdresser saying, hey, I need a new unit because this can't work. You know, I am my eyebrows. So I'm using negativity to define myself. And that's not the way you should. So I'm looking at myself in the mirror and then I've changed from what I'm not to what I want to be, what I want to become. So I am beautiful. I am amazing. I am smart. I am confident. I am evolving. I'm a learner. That's how in 2020, I'm answering myself. I'm looking at the glass half full and not looking at it, you know, empty. How are you answering that in 2020?
0: A lot. It's it's a new season in so many ways. And not because of COVID-19. But in this moment, I will call myself an optimist. Because without a shadow of a doubt, no matter what is presented to me, I've studied myself enough and I think I'm living enough. At first, I wasn't confident in my age to say, am I old enough to be making absolute statements? But now I can say I am an optimist. Every single situation that I'm in, I only focus on the positive. It is safe to call myself an optimist. Even in situations that seem negative, I've studied myself enough to say I am born without a shadow of a doubt, an optimist. I will always look at the positive. That's who I am. And when the negative presents itself, I will not just stick to it. Just to be polite. I am positive enough, but not naive to stay in a negative situation I am positive enough to walk away and be confident in my walk away. And for a long time before now, I'm so optimistic that I might not want to hurt your feelings and I will stay with you to just stay there to get along. But in this season I'm growing in in such a way that my optimism is not at the expense of my intelligence. So I can do what serves me well. I don't need to put you down, but I can move along without touching your BS. And that's just what I've learned about myself in situations, home and abroad, that I can absolutely say, I am an optimist. I see the good in people. I see the good in situations and I'm proud of that. Before I used to be a little, that's a little naive. That's not the real world, but the more I live, the more I know that this is my world This is not Pollyanna by by any means. This is my world. This is how I see the world. My lenses are through optimism. That's good.
1: And remember when we talked to the image girls, I think it was 2018, I want to say. And we had a group of ladies that we had dinner with. And we asked this, who am I question? And a lot of ladies were defining that by what they do, how you said it first, um, I am a wife, I'm a mother, I am this, you know, they were attaching themselves to something. And then we had to tell them to think about it again. So we had them do an icebreaker. And then we told them these points, That I feel like I want to share right now. So we said um, when answering the who am I question, first thing is think about you. So don't think about what you do. It's so easy to say I'm an attorney. I'm, you know, a doctor. Um, There's some that, but Think about you first. Go deeper than what you do. And we said also, redefine your personality and also examine your fears. When you're answering that, when you're thinking so deep on that who am I question, examine your fears and what are your passions and goals. And the second point we did say was reflect. Um, Ask yourself, who are you right now? What are your strengths and your flaws? And what do you like to see Like, what do you like to see in the mirror? We did that mirror challenge, and I absolutely think so true about that. Like, what do you want, even though you're not there yet, but what do you want to see in the mirror? And so, when you answer that question, it now becomes about you and not about other people, because you have to know yourself and, you know, in order to be the best you and present the best you. And I feel like a lot of people that ask the question over and over again that really don't know. If you ask that question, not everyone can answer that question properly. And I think that's struggling with identity. What do you think about that?
0: In every season, you have to kind of find out and make a plan for yourself. Like, who am I now? Based on experiences, we evolved so many times from one birthday to another. It's possible not to be the same person you were. Mm-hmm in every situation, I always look, um, in real life, in social media, life in politics, however, platform you're looking at. Who do I admire? What do I admire about them? Mm-hmm. And those are the qualities that I admire and mm-hmm. that made me to put myself in a Oh, because being pretty for pretty sake, is not something to aspire to, but why do I, why do I look, why do I read someone's book? I love, um, what's his name's book. I always look for it. Why do I like it? Oh, he speaks boldly. Mm -hmm. And why do I love to listen to some podcasts is because of the way they have so much authority on something. Okay. So I like definite. It's just observing yourself in the real world. Why do you love to go to the places you, you go to just observing yourself?
1: Yeah. That's so key. That is so key. Observing yourself and just trying to see the real person, that real person. You know, you can't lie at yourself in the mirror. I mean, you can't look at yourself in the mirror and lie, you know. And and I think it's key to just do this daily or whenever you can. Maybe not every day, but just try to revisit. Because if you're evolving, you're not the same person as you were 10 minutes ago. And I like the the example of like a butterfly. I tell my children this: that every time it starts as right in a cocoon, before it gets out to evolve, and you see yourself as a butterfly. In that, who are you? So every day is different. You know, some days I tell you I just feel like I just want to get out of bed. I don't want to. Cause I'm, I just want to lay in bed. I don't want to teach. I don't want to do this. I want to read and be in bed the whole day, (laughs) but it's just that roller coaster. And if you're evolving, you have to force yourself out of that situation and seek your true identity and answer that again, who am I? Try to find yourself personally. And you can't ever ask your spouse or your friend who you are, right? (laughs) Don't try to seek validation.
0: But well, you might not like it. They will
1: tell you this season that you're fat <laughs> or you need to work out or you need to. Well, maybe you need to ask it every now and then. Every now and then, because you don't want to hear the truth on that, you know. But, oh, it's so funny though. But I do absolutely love this. I had Kristen ask um, Alex a qu- a question. It was just, a, you know, the quarantine games I saw online. And so she sent a photo to Alex. Like you sent, uh, ask your daughter to send a photo to the brother, a picture on text and ask, do you like, do you like who you're looking at? You know, or or something like, oh, well, something like, should I post this picture on Instagram? Or how do I look? You know, just that honest, raw question. And they say that the your siblings really do humble you and really answer that question. So Alex responded saying, I think you're trying too hard.
0: <laughs> hey, you're rather a brother than a stranger. <laughs> so I said,
1: don't ever ask. I said to her, don't ask anyone who you are or anything. They'll
0: tell you the truth. <laughs> You've got to know that for yourself. All jokes aside, you need maybe a couple of people where you can totally be vulnerable and say, hey, I feel afraid. I am scared. I am losing control. Whatever you're feeling, you need a couple of people in your life and you know that your, your well-being is their number one priority. So it doesn't have to be your spouse. Huh? Some people don't trust their spouse with their heart like that. Like wherever you can get it. In a best friend, yes. Because in some seasons, if I had not had my sister and you and another friend, I would have literally lost my mind sometimes your perspective is just skewed and you need someone to say, listen, mm-hmm. you're looking at that all wrong. It's not that bad. Or oh, yes, girl, it is bad, but you are better than this. And that might be the only therapy you ever need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what will take five years to heal from you could take about five minutes. If you talk to a really good friend and save yourself sleepless nights, Save yourself, woe is me. Nobody in the world understands what I'm going through because believe me, somebody else has gone through it. But if you keep it within yourself, then it becomes this huge mountain that you have no idea how to look at it. But having a true friend or a true sibling tell you, listen, it's really bad. And then you know that, okay, together, we can go through this or it's not that bad girl. You're acting crazy. Then you know how to align yourself. But like we said, your identity first. So spending time sounds so cliche by yourself, with your God, however time, however way you find solace in life, maybe it's during a walk, maybe during the meditation, maybe during whatever to always seek that out because we're joking about it at the same time. It's serious. The space between your ears, it's the most sacred place mm-hmm. and who you let in, in your identity. If you're a married person surrounded by married people that don't like their spouses, you're about to be the 10th one or however many I just counted. So it's important who is in your bubble, who is in your tight circle. So you don't uh, lose perspective of who you said you were. I am a dead optimist. I already said that. If I surround myself with naysayers, I'm going to be the next one. I'm not going to be bold enough to express myself because I'm just going to be piled on with the negativity. Absolutely. I'm taken by the
1: example that, that we've shared once that you need to know your core, like your inner circle. And that is so crucial that you can't let anyone in that inner circle. So we give an example of Jesus and it's common cause everybody knows the story. He had 12 disciples, you know, so that was the bigger, you know, the outer core, those were his friends. But out of those friends, he had three, he had his core. So the three that he would go to in times go to or 12, he would go to the three and even, you said you need that identity. You need to be alone sometimes. Jesus left his three and pray by himself. So sometimes you got to go have those three. And sometimes you got to leave them and go seek out for yourself. You got to find your identity. You got to go seek yourself out. You got to go pray. And it's so key to have that. Poor friends are the ones that you like. Truly, can have you know if you can't pray, if you can't do this, you need support. You need those friendship. You need those people around you. Your true core. The rest is like okay. You can't tell everybody. We've said that before. You can't tell. You can't go and call the tenth friend and tell what you tell the three. Your core three. You can't tell the twelfth friend. You can't tell everybody what's going on. You know, sometimes you need to keep it to yourself. And sometimes you need to tell your three.
0: Jesus was so tight with his 12. Then when he wanted to pray, he'll be like Peter and James and John, right? Mm -hmm. And pray all night. Mm -hmm. This is not the place for Judas. Judas is a good friend to just kind of go to dinner with.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But not a good friend to now say, listen, my hour is coming. You need Mm -hmm. a couple of people to like. I can't pray anymore. You get this. You get this. It. And then
1: sometimes, girl, you got to leave those three friends because they fell asleep. Didn't they fall asleep on him? So they were sleep. Yeah. And sometimes that battle has to be won by yourself. He had to go up there and he had to be by himself and pray. We always say the season, and I do believe we will overcome. We're going through the season. It's the season of isolation the season of social distancing and isolation and it's not easy for a lot of people because you don't want to be social distant, you know from your friend you don't want to be in quarantine and this is a season two that seek who your true friends are in this time text your friends you know text them see how they're doing Sometimes you don't have to just wait for them to reach out and, you know, contact you. You may need to do that texting and reaching out to your friends. Check on your strong friends, right?
0: I don't believe this time is the time to say, you didn't call me, so I'm not calling you. You didn't check on me. I didn't, I'm i not going to check on you. I think this is the time, the pandemic of 2020, especially the time to just say, let me be the light. Mm-hmm. Let me be the light in whatever I do, because a lot of people... We say we're in the same storm, but it, it hits everyone differently. Mm-hmm. So if it's in your heart to call someone, to text them, to say, Hey, I'm thinking of you, praying for you, mention their kid by name in the text to say that I really am thinking about you. I think that is so, uh, so simple. It can take maybe 10 minutes of your day to just kind of think of a few people to do that too. But I think it's uh, a small way to share light. Because some people are feeling so small in this season, feeling so attacked. And if you've been involved in the in the media and you're watching so much news, you feel like it's the end of the world. So now is the time to totally come together with your friends, with your family and be the light. I like that. I, I absolutely
1: like that. It's so, so key. And, And talking about that too, maybe it's also a time to release some friends. Those that can't be in your core, those that can't be in your 12, if you have that many. Seriously, I can't count more than a handful. There's some that you really have to release lovingly and let go. And this is a season of really thinking deep and I'm throwing you to the nosebleed. I'm releasing you. I'm letting you go. The nosebleed way up there.
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's good for mental well-being to know that it, it doesn't, releasing people does not have to be a negative experience. You can release them without even letting them know. You can just naturally withdraw yourself and put yourself on their nosebleed and voluntar- voluntarily move yourself all the way out. because. Right. I was talking to a friend and she, and she's a good friend of mine. and She's very pleasant. She's working in her workplace and she was just naturally saying the way, the way some of the girls make me feel, I don't like myself after. And, and it was not, those girls are just living their lives. It's not, it, but it does not align with her soul. Just naturally put yourself in those people's nosebleed. There's no fight. You can still send your Christmas cards. You can still maybe send a, a birthday gift, but then having dinner might be toxic for your soul. It's time to step out. You might have to remove yourself.
1: I like that. That's absolutely key. Ah, we could go on and on and on forever. But what are your two takeaways from today's conversation?
0: Knowing who your core is. I think it's so important to know who your core is, not, not to be clickish but just to know what's good for your soul. And then spending time by yourself to go deep in who you know you are in this season. And in this season, that means every day you have to check yourself to say, who am I today? And then everywhere you go, bring that. Like it's the last thing you do. Hmm.
1: So my takeaway is find out Who you truly are and I'm putting emphasis on that so find out who you truly are and not what you want to be I'm gonna repeat that again so find out who you truly are not who you want to be I'm correcting that so find out who you truly are and not who you want to be
0: celebrate who you are now
1: and truly truly be real with yourself You can't lie to yourself. If you're lying to yourself, then you've got a problem. So it's a question that you got to dig deep and just ask yourself, who am I? You know, so that's my takeaway today. And my takeaway, too, is the core. I would take that away, too. Your core is no longer your core anymore if you don't feel like you belong in that friendship or that group of friends it's easy to just take yourself out lovingly and go sit in their nosebleed and hey you still are in their circle i mean you'll get out reach out but sometimes you have to step away really discover yourself that was real
0: that was raw
1: oh my gosh i love you love you too see you next time